Hey, I am Dion, and this is episode three of Children's Card Game, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. It, it took us a while to get here, but we're here. Episode number three. Um, man, things were going crazy uh, with work. My real job, uh, believe it or not, I do not get paid to sit here and crack wise about a children's card game. So things were going crazy in the real world, um, but my my priority is here. This is obviously the thing I want to do more than anything. So here I am, episode number three of Children's Card Game, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. And hey, look, if you are looking for the latest updates on when these episodes are going to come out, because I don't know if I can promise you weekly anymore, but if you want to keep up to date with where those episodes are landing, then I've got the perfect place for you to go. It's facebook.com slash children's card game. Come give the page a like. You'll get lots of fun little Yu-Gi-Oh memes. Uh, You'll get to interact with me. You'll get to harass me when I don't drop the episode soon enough. Uh, You'll get to cyber bully me into making uh, funnier jokes. Whatever it is you want to do with that Facebook page, uh, you're welcome to do it. Uh, Go over there, facebook.com slash children's card game. Shoot me a like. But I'm not going to spend too long selling at you. You know about the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash children's card game. That's how you can support me. But I'm going to support you. I'm going to support you by giving you what you've been waiting for for way too long at this point. My recap, thorough, line by line, beat by beat, of the third episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, in the last episode, uh, we came off with was episode two. And if you want a recap of that episode, Grandpa trained Joey... On how to become a dual monsters player. Uh, Pegasus showed up on a VHS tape and beat Yugi. And then Pegasus, because he's a sore winner, used his magical millennium eye to steal the soul of Yugi's grandfather. So that's the setup. That's everything that happened in episode two. That's every reason why it's taken me so long to get from episode two to episode three. So I'm not going to make you wait one second longer. Here it is, episode three of Yu-Gi-Oh! and episode three of Children's Card Game, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. So, Yugi opens the episode uh, staring out wistfully over the city. He says, I can't believe that Grandpa's actually gone. One minute he's right beside us, the next... Pegasus shows up and uses some kind of weird magic to steal his soul away. Oh, Yugi, such is life. We're all just dust in the wind, grains of sand through the hourglass of time. One day we're here, the next day we're victims of supernatural cyber attacks from a toy company CEO. What does Pegasus want with me? Could it have something to do with my Millennium Puzzle? Great guess, Yugi. Then Yugi says, I'll beat Pegasus at his I'll beat Pegasus at his own game. Whatever that is. I uh I think I can help you with this one, Yugi. His game is dual monsters. He kind of invented it. Quickly we flip to Joey, who just received a videotape in the mail. Uh he pops it in and it's that creepy brother, sister 
Folgers commercial from the 90s. I must have the wrong house. Sister. <laughs> oh, I missed you so much. They waited up all night for you, you know. It's a long way from West Africa. Oh, real coffee. Kiss here. I brought you something from far away. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? You're my present this year. I'm just kidding. It's a message from his smoking hot sister, Serenity. She says she can't believe it's been six years since they've seen each other. And she'll never forget the day their mom separated them. We go to a flashback. Uh, Serenity screams... Joey! He screams, Serenity! He chases after the car in the middle of the street. What, the parents couldn't work out some kind of visitation schedule? What kind of horrible parents are they? Serenity has sent Joey this video because she's afraid she's running out of time before something. They uh, don't quite tell us what she's running out of time for yet, but I am running out of interest. So let's move on. Yugi returns home to find a blank envelope containing an invitation to the Duelist Kingdom Tournament. And hey, this seems like a good enough time to ask this. Where is Grandpa? Is he in the hospital? Is he in a bed? What do the doctors uh, think about all this soul-snatching business? Doctor, you have to help my grandfather. I can see that. He appears to be in a diabetic coma. No, a madman stole his soul with a golden eyeball. I, uh, see. Well, your health care won't cover that. Back at the school, the kids discuss everything that's going on. Yugi's grandfather's soul has been stolen, and now Yugi is being forced to travel to a dangerous island and play a children's card game in order to save him. Taya says, this is bad. Uh, thanks for that super helpful contribution, Taya. Uh, the team couldn't make it work without you. Why don't you try drawing on everyone's hand again that worked out so well the first time? Tristan points out that the tournament winner earns a grand prize of $3 million. Yuki says, so what, Tristan? Who cares about money at a time like this? And apparently Joey does, because he suddenly forgets about anyone's soul being on the line and just stares at the card with the gold on it that signifies the prize money. Later, Yuki and Joey are hanging out on the roof, and Yuki is reminiscing about how the two met. So strap in, because this tale is bizarre. So Yugi's grandfather gave Yugi the Millennium Puzzle, which he found in some Egyptian ruins, and dared him to solve it. Yugi said he made a wish on the puzzle, and asked it to give him a real friend. That is so, so sad. 
That would be like one of the 30-year-old neckbeards in 2018 wishing for a true Japanese waifu on one of their Legos. Yugi, if you want to make real friends, stop spending all your time playing a children's card game. The Millennium Puzzle grants Yugi's wish, apparently, by sending him two bullies named Joey and Tristan. Joey then chimes in to claim that him and Tristan were just toughening Yugi up for the real bullies with some light teasing. Yugi says, Teasing? You took a piece of the Millennium Puzzle and threw it out the window. And pay attention to this, because it's foreshadowing. I don't want to spoil what happens later, but if you're familiar with this episode, then you know this is not the last time in this episode that Yugi's going to have something special to him get thrown off of something. Yugi continues his flashback by remembering when an even bigger bully came to attack uh, Joey and Tristan, which is exactly what should happen in a just and fair universe. But Yugi interrupts God's plan to protect them. These guys are my friends, he says. You can really tell that Yugi's never had a friend before. And uh, Yugi takes a hell of a beating, so bad apparently that the bully gets expelled. And Joey thanks Yugi for taking that beating. Uh, He thanks him so much that Joey swims to the bottom of some pond to retrieve the missing piece of the Millennium Puzzle, which is stupid because that little piece would have been completely impossible to find at the bottom of a pond. Joey decides then that Yugi is tough enough to be friends with him and Tristan. And that's the story of how all these people met. And I'm sorry. But this is the most abusive, backward, manipulative foundation for friendship I have ever seen. These people should not even be acquaintances, much less best friends. The amount of codependence in this flashback alone would make a therapist salivate. So Joey promises that because Yugi is the best friend he's ever had, he'll find a way to go to Duelist Kingdom with him. How does he plan to do that? It'll take finesse, suave, intelligence, and cunning. All skills Joey does not possess. So we flash forward to the boat that's going to take Yugi to Duelist Kingdom. For the first time, we meet Kimo, one of the tournament's organizers. He's wearing sunglasses, even though it's nighttime, and his hair has a random spike that shoots upward like a unicorn. Before the duelists can board, everyone has to show their two star chips. On Duelist Kingdom, you wager these star chips in duels. And uh, Joey tries to sneak on board the ship, but he fails because he's a failure. And when Yugi sees all this happening, Yugi gives one of his star chips to Joey... So that he can board. He says that Yugi. Yugi says that he'd rather be at a disadvantage than go there without his friends. That's just like that famous sports story where Tom Brady said he'd rather give up his helmet than play without his friends. The guards call up to Pegasus and tell him, we've got a problem. No. No, you don't. You don't have a problem at all. Joey isn't allowed to duel. That's that. He can't come. Meanwhile, Tristan and Taya just sneak on board like Joey failed to do in the first place. 
Why have this group of friends decided to sneak onto the ship in two completely different ways? I'm not positive. That's just Yu-Gi-Oh! writing for you. Apparently, Pegasus agrees to let Joey on board. And Joey says at full volume on the boat, But if any of the other duelists find out that we only have one starship each, they could try to take advantage of us. Yuki says, well, be quiet about it. But of course, they've already been overheard by everyone's favorite waifu, Mai Valentine. Mai is a blonde bombshell who doesn't seem to own a real shirt. She's wearing this low-hanging crop top that's a lot more revealing than I remember it being. She seriously got way more cleavage than any children's show should have. Joey yells, check it out! Because objectifying and gawking at women is a cool thing to do, kiddos. Mai bends over in front of Yugi, almost spilling out of her top, and Yugi immediately goes through puberty. Mai tells Yugi, you're either a champ or a chump, and that he should cut Joey loose, because Joey deserves to be crushed in the games. And honestly, I agree with Mai. Joey came on the boat to help Yugi, supposedly, and so far, he's weakened Yugi by taking his starship, then announced it to the entire boat. Yugi has clearly developed some kind of codependence on the man who verbally and physically abused him for years prior. Oh, and by the way, when Mai said that Joey should be crushed, Joey's reply was, please crush me. So add pervert to the list of things wrong with Joey. Mai says, I'll crush you all eventually, which is kind of gross if she's still sticking to Joey's double entendre. Uh, she's basically saying she's going to sleep with the whole ship. This show is dirty. It's a filthy show. Taya and Tristan, who are still hiding on the boat in what is clearly a pre-9-11 society when it comes to security, overhear this entire exchange, and Taya gets all in a hissy fit that her harem of soft boys was insulted by an alpha female. So, here's a fun fact. You know, we all have generally heard that when women spend a lot of time together, their menstrual cycles sync up. But not too long ago, I learned that the cycles don't just sync up in some random way. They all sync up to one woman in the group. So there's one woman in the, the collection of people whose cycle doesn't change. And everyone else's cycle syncs up to hers. Because somewhere deep in their physiology, they recognize her as the dominant matriarch of the pack. And I say all of that to say this. Taya's menstrual cycle totally did a double reverse backflip to sync itself up with Mai's the moment she saw her. They never mention it in the show, but we all know it's true. Joey gets back to being a tool by complaining about not having a better room on the boat, which is bizarre because he never should have had a room to begin with. Joey... Why don't you just neg Yugi into giving you half of his room like you did with his starships? In walks Tweedledee and Tweedledum, a.k.a. Rex Raptor and Weevil Underwood. These sinister little nerds look like rejected dwarves from Snow White. They look like they just got off the casting couch to replace Vern Troyer in Austin Powers 4. 
They're the kind of guys who'd say, women don't like me because I'm short and a gamer, even though they never shower. I hate them. They say some ominous, villainous stuff about how they can't wait to battle Yugi on the island, which Yugi is oblivious to due to his learning ability. Then Weevil tells Yugi that there are new rules on the island, but Rex says, rules are for wimps. And as we've already seen and we'll see even more, Rex's philosophy of ignoring rules is shared by pretty much everyone on Duelist Kingdom. Rex says you either smash your opponent or get smashed yourself. And I think this show would be more enjoyable if I did get smashed. Joey tells Rex the game isn't all about power and you have to combine your cards with other cards. A basic concept of the game that Joey just learned two days ago. Rex tells Joey to stay out of his way. And Joey says, we'll see who gets stomped when we get to the island. Have you ever noticed that Joey doesn't endear himself to literally anyone he meets? Legitimately, everyone who encounters Joey hates him, except for the world's biggest Egyptian doormat, Yugi. I think Joey needs to work on his people skills. Weevil points out some other players trading cards, and Joey goes to participate. Uh, but here's something random. One of the kids trading cards has a piece of Exodia in his hand. If you, if you go back and watch the anime, you'll see that one of the kids has a piece of Exodia in his hand. How weird is that? Who the heck is walking around with one piece of Exodia in their deck? You need, you need all five to, to do anything. Why would you have just the leg? Anyway. Mai is getting mad at some tournament staffer because her room isn't nice enough when she bumps into Rex, who has a private luxury room. Mai suddenly turns into a total tease and asks Rex if she can come check out his room. And I am like floored. This children's show as a plot point is implying that Mai is going to bang Rex for a place to stay. Back on the deck, Taya and Tristan spot some kid they know named Bakura. It's an extremely uninteresting scene starring three extremely uninteresting characters, but uh, there it is. Okay, let's get back to that prostitution thing. Mai pretends to be a dumb, ditzy blonde and challenges Rex to a card game where if she wins, he'll have to clear out of the room, and if Rex wins, she'll give him a kiss. So now we're gambling sexual favors on a children's card game. This is what it's come to. It is only episode three. Back up on the deck again, Joey is bragging about all the new cards he got, and they all literally suck. Not one good card in the whole bunch of cards he's bragging about. Uh, Joey says that he's ready to win every duel, and even Yugi knows that's BS. So he gives Joey a card called Time Wizard, which we're going to see a lot in uh, upcoming episodes. This infuriating little card has the power to bend rules further than Flint, Michigan's water inspector. Apologies to anyone listening to the show in Flint, Michigan. Back down in the brothel, Rex and Mai are both playing with Mai's deck, something that has never happened in any other duel in the history of the show. They start the game, and Mai demonstrates the ability to know exactly which card is in Rex's hand, 
thanks to her mysterious Millennium Eye, which gives her the power to... Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. That's the exact same plot point from the last duel we saw. Well, you know, why not just recycle content? I do it every single episode. Back up on top, Weevil Underwood asks Yugi if he can see the rare and powerful Exodia cards. Yugi says, I don't see why not. Really, Yugi? You don't, you don't see why you shouldn't hand your most powerful cards to one of your opponents? You know what? I, I can't even be mad at Weevil for what he's about to do. Because Yugi is so reckless and so stupid, he probably would have traded the cards for some magic beans at some point anyway. He doesn't deserve them. So, uh, you know what's coming. Weevil throws the Exodia cards the hell off the boat. Hey, but check this out. Joey jumps off the boat to try and get the Exodia cards. And I thought dumping garbage in the ocean was illegal. Uh, but this is actually some decent writing. And I'll give the writers some credit here because I make fun of them a lot. I don't know if any ex-Yu-Gi-Oh! writers happen to listen to this podcast. Um, but I- I'm going to give you credit on this one because earlier in the episode, Joey was such a tool, he threw something important to Yugi into the water. And now he's such a good friend, he threw himself into the water in an attempt to commit suicide so Yugi wouldn't be held back by him. It's actually quite beautiful. Joey swims around uh, trying to find those five children's cards in the whole ass ocean. Joey says that he can't punk out now or else who will help his sister? Okay, so Joey has some really deep emotional scars and I think he needs a therapist. He's willing to risk killing himself over a children's card game just to mentally make up for, like, not being able to cure his blind sister when he was eight? And speaking of useless eight-year-olds, Yugi reaches peak moron and jumps in the ocean to save Joey. Here's the problem. You're the only one who knows Joey's overboard. How, how are you going to save him? Now you're both gonna die. Just in the nick of time, Taya and Tristan lower a ladder down for the two to climb back onto the ship. But Taya, Tristan, if you save their lives, they won't learn anything. I think it's best for their emotional development if you just let them drown. Quick cutscene to show my kicking Rex out of the room, really strangely juxtaposed against the near-death experience up top, but whatever. So as they're all sitting there recovering from almost drowning, Joey tells everyone that he's never been able to help anyone. And he talks about how his sister is going blind. And he wants to win the Duelist Kingdom tournament so he can get the prize money to pay for surgery to save her eyesight. And it's actually kind of sweet until you think about the fact that Yugi gave Joey his star chip because Joey said he had to go to help Yugi. He talked all this junk about how much he cares about Yugi's grandfather, when in reality, he had an ulterior motive the entire time. That's Why not just tell Yugi from the beginning that's what you wanted? You kind of tricked the guy. And he's such a doormat, he probably would have given you both of his star chips if you asked for them. So here's the situation. Both Yugi and Joey have valid reasons for wanting to win the tournament. Yugi needs to save his grandfather. 
Joey wants to save his sister's eyesight. As the sun rises, they all agree that they'll all win together, which is not possible. That's not the way it works. And that's the end of episode three. Here's a recap. Yugi got invited to Duelist Kingdom. Joey got affirmative action into the tournament. Mai offered to make Rex feel good with her mouth if she lost a children's card game. Yugi and Joey attempted suicide. And Japan's healthcare system is clearly in shambles since teenagers are playing in ancient Egyptian war games in order to afford surgeries. That's episode three of Yu-Gi-Oh! And that is also episode three of Children's Card Game, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. This episode was so much fun to do. I think maybe the third episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! is, it, it might be one of my favorites of the entire series. I loved getting to go back into it and discuss it. I loved getting to point out all the little funny parts of it. And if you enjoyed it, then you can follow us on Facebook. Hit me with a like. It's facebook.com slash children's card game. I cannot wait to see you there. If you get the inkling that this is something you'd like to financially support, patreon.com slash children's card game. I'm going to tell you the, the... the prize and the gift that I give uh, to Patreon patrons. For every 50 patrons Children's Card Game has on Patreon, I'm going to do an episode of what I call Talking Cheese, a Spongebob bonus show. I've been going back through the episodes of Spongebob recently, and I'm dying to do this podcast. I am waiting for an opportunity to do it. Every single 50 Patreon patrons, I will do one episode of Talking Cheese, a Spongebob bonus show. And that's not it, because every 100 patrons on Patreon, I'm going to do an episode of something I call Ashes Coma Fantasy. That's a Pokemon bonus show. I'm going to start with episode 1, then go to episode 2, and I'm going to keep going as long as we hit multiples of 100 on Patreon. So I'm pumped. You should be pumped. We've got Talking Cheese. We've got Ashes Coma Fantasy. But most importantly, we've got a children's card game. This was episode three. I will see you guys for episode four. Thanks for listening.